Welcome back to the dark woods, traveler. Channel 2 now concludes its broadcast day. Good night. of warm knowledge in a vast forest of lies. I am the Dark Bear, a dark spirit summoned to these woods to guide strong souls through the darkness. Worry not, Traveler. The dark fog is pushed from my camp, and the wicked whispers fall silent in the presence of the bear. But a word of caution, traveler. Monsters lurk in the dark woods. Best to stay within the light. Always best to stay within the light, travelers. It's a lot safer from those pesky demons and monsters that lurk. I hope everyone's having an absolute wonderful start to their day. Hey there, Dina Joe. Welcome to the campfire. Always a pleasure. It's a pleasure. pleasure. Well, good morning there, Sir Center. I hope you're doing well on this fine morning. I'm going to click in on the show, and apparently everybody wants my attention at the same fucking time. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that always right? <laughs> when you're busy, that's when everyone wants your attention. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, gosh. The way of the world. That's why I don't have a cell phone. Because anytime I need to get a hold of somebody, I, c I can't never get them to answer a phone. But when I'm mad or something and I want to be left alone, I can't get that thing to stop ringing. It's wild. <laughs> That's right, Dina. You stay next to Miss Lady Bear there. I'll tell you, she knows how to handle a monster. She's a tamer of beast, as it were. <laughs> Uh, man, I've got a lot of news here and there today, uh, a whole bunch of different stuff to talk about. Uh, I, I got one story here that I thought might entertain you a bit because it has to do with, uh, I think it's Newsom. Isn't that Newsom, the guy that's getting recalled out there in California? Yeah, I heard something about him a little bit ago. So I, heard, yeah, I think it was an ad this morning for the guy that's trying to replace him. Oh man, I think I think I know exactly what you're talking about. Larry. It's hilarious too, man. Like it's really good video. Like he just straight up slaps him right in the face. Like, I don't know, maybe for policies yeah. whack. Like here, I'll pl I'll play some of it for us. Oh, uh, but we're gonna suffer through an ad first, of course. 
Come on. There we go. You know, in other commercials, the candidate walks around while a voice tells you how great he or she is. Well, I can talk. The reason to recall Newsom is more than his gas tax hike. It's his incompetence. Causing the state tens of billions, including fraud and corruption. His policies enable bad schools, high crime, more poverty. The poor get government aid, the rich don't need it. And the middle class is leaving. I'm Larry Elder. This is a fight for the soul of California. Recall Newsom. The one I had seen was like, uh, state income tax, highest in the nation. Gas prices, highest in the nation. Like it was just burning into the ground every Bro. chance it got. It's just fucking, te- all he's got to do is just get up there and tell the truth. <laughs> That's all he has to do at the end of the day is just get up there and make a commercial just telling the truth. Hi, I'm I'm not a politician. I haven't been involved much in fucking everything up. But you know what I would like to be involved in? Fixing it. Vote for Dark Bear 2024. (laughs) I will fuck their shit up. Oh... Ironic. I'm, I'm playing 76 right now in the background, and there's an event going on, and I'm currently killing bears. They're really oh, angry. So that's that's rude of you, sir. They're trying to eat my my meat stuff. So you know. So you know, I seen I I I, I had some pondering I did yesterday, man, and I made some notes about my pondering about you know some people ask me, well, how do we stop? what's happening right now, this extreme leftist tyrannical takeover of America and the deconstruction of our constitutional and our human rights. And I put some really hard thought into that. You know, I came up with the only way that we lose, the only way we lose is if the strong choose to do nothing. If the strong people among us Ignore the call of help from Lady Liberty. I mean, she's called out before in the past. This isn't the first time that Lady Liberty, Lady Liberty has been threatened. And Americans have yet to fail to answer that call when she's cried out in the darkness. Yeah. You know, normally the American response throughout history when Lady Liberty is threatened, Americans rally to her side and we form a circle around her and to defend her. And I guess I guess as Trump once said, we will defend Lady Liberty with fire and fury unlike they have ever seen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I really think that the, I don't think of, well, how do we win? I think of, well, what's the option that leads to us losing? And I think the only way that we lose is if the strong people choose to do nothing because they're worried about, oh, well, this is going to be an inconvenience. I'm going to have to do a whole bunch of research and be dedicated to this, and I'm going to have to argue with people and be, be in conflict. I'm going to have to disagree directly with people. That's the only way we lose is if the strong do nothing. If they say, you know what, I'm just going to let you do do whatever you want. I'm not going to stop you. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, welcome uh, to the campfire there, Chris. Hope you're doing well. You know, the, on, the only way that, that the extreme leftist tyrannical rule succeeds is if the strong, red-blooded patriots of America decide it's not worth the confrontation. Now, me personally, I believe it's worth the confrontation. That's why I'm not afraid to take hard stances on things. Because the things I take hard stances on, I believe those things are worth the confrontation. I mean, it's true. The problem I see is nowadays is people have things to lose. They had things back then to lose, too, maybe even more so back then, because back then, it could cost you your life. I mean, that nowadays, too. There's, you can get locked away in prison, you can get alien, <laughs> what, your entire job, your career, your legacy, all of that shit can disappear instantaneously, because they don't like what you do. Or they don't like what you think, or what you say. Mm-hmm. And that's put a lot of fear into people to stand up for the right thing. To say, you know what, I don't agree with this. And I know that you're you're a dirty, dirty snake. And you got a whole bunch of people thinking that you're a great person. But the but here's the thing is, is, is to me, when it comes to politicians, that's super dangerous, man. Because if we have dirty snake politicians doing dirty things and nobody stands up to stop them, well, then we get in the situation like we're in right now. Our country is falling apart, and it's going to have worldwide repercussions. You know, now we're starting to pull out of fucking Afghanistan and repercussions. Okay, the, the, and everybody's going, oh, well, the Afghan army didn't want to fight for themselves. And everybody's saying, oh, what are we supposed to do? Stay there forever. And look, I get I get those sides of the argument. Like, I, I understand those sides of the argument. If, if it's kind of like how we say, oh, well, we need closed borders. Because if we take all the productive people from one country, that country's never going to get any better. Well, if we go over there and we fucking play army police RoboCop for a country, that country's not going to get any better because they're not going to learn to do it for themselves. Teach a man to fish comparably, comparably to uh, teaching, giving a man a fish. You teach them to defend themselves that way when the time comes, if they need to, and if they want to, they can but you can't force a person to defend themselves. Uh, you know, at some point, you you have to you have to say, "All right, it's time to pull out." Now, I think that it could have been done in a much more graceful way. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, it could have been. Because the, you, what we do reflects us as a nation, right? And us just up and pulling out of fucking Afghanistan like that, to me, would kind of be a signal to the rest of the world that something's going on in America that we need our troops not there. Mm -hmm. 
That, that's what I was actually thinking about this morning when I watched over his uh, sentiments and shit about the current situation is everybody's going to be watching him right now. The decisions he makes in this conflict is going to be watched by China and North Korea and Russia. Everybody else that thinks they can take a piece of the American pie, they're going to be watching this. And right now, the only thing that's been demonstrated is Biden doesn't actually know what the fuck he's doing. Weeks. He's indecisive. He doesn't know what he's doing. It's costing lives for no reason. You know, his military well, indecisiveness is going to come back to bite us. Oh, because it shows. Oh well, we can get away with a lot of stuff, and you know, in six days, take over an entire country, and they don't do anything. Six days, bro. Trillions of dollars in effort. Lives lost. What were we over there for? 20 years? Two decades? Pretty much, yeah. Two decades worth of work done in six days. In six fucking days. Mm Mm-hmm. You know... uh, A variety of reasons we've been over there. We've been trying to pull out of there for fucking years. Like, what was it? Obama wanted to pull them out. Trump wanted to pull them out. Like, we just, we never got out of there. Because every time we wanted to get out of there, they would destabilize and fuck themselves over again. Well, you remember how every now and then we'll talk about China and how they're hungrily been looking at Taiwan and hungrily looking at Japan. And you remember the last time we briefly spoke about it we talked about how the United States and Australia and Germany and the UK were all sending warships over to the quote unquote South China Sea to you know kind of exercise like you don't own this this is international waters kind of a thing you remember that conversation and you remember how in the conversation they, uh, we talked about how China said we advise that anyone that doesn't want to get accidentally harmed with quotations, <laughs> accident, but, yeah, better leave the area. Well, um, you know, with all this Afghanistan stuff going on, not many people know this, but uh, earlier this morning I saw a few news stories. It seems like it's still pretty fresh. Of China launching warships in the the Taiwanese Strait. Yeah, I I only saw a couple about that. Not too many have actually gotten on it yet. Yeah, it seems like it's still really really fresh from from what I was reading. Like uh, it seems like a few very small, uh, maybe well connected uh, people are reporting on it I guess would be a good way to say it so we'll see how how it turns out how truthful it turns out to be but it wouldn't surprise me because that would be that would be China's I mean to be honest with you with that with us pulling out of Afghanistan as sloppily as we're doing that would be a signal to China like oh yeah our our military structures weakened right now that we're we're too relieved trying to focus on white rage and diversity and, you know, instead of actually focusing on, you know, maybe there's a lot of countries in the world that don't like us and kind of want our people dead. 
Because yeah. everybody in the world likes to complain about, oh, America's the world police. But then they cry and bitch and moan when we don't come help them. Yeah. Then we're, then we're, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't in this situation, man. I, I had to tell somebody that yesterday they were complaining about the, the Afghan shit. I'm like, yeah. You know how many times we tried to pull out of there repeatedly across like four different presidents? And every time we've tried to pull out, <clears throat> their government has fucked them over, their people have fucked them over, the Taliban has fucked them over, terrorist cells have fucked them over. And every time we have to keep going back in because then everybody in the UN and the world is like, well, why wouldn't you go help them? Because we're sick of their shit. They have to learn to stabilize themselves. It's like when you let a child cry as long as everything's okay. You let them cry sometimes so they learn to self-soothe. Mm-hmm. You don't always stick up for your kids so that your kid learns to stick up for themselves. Exactly. It's kind of the same principle with with a nation. These people have to want a stable government. These people have to want a stable way of living life. That's the, that's an, that's something that the people have to want enough to be willing to fight for it. Yeah, it's like you you can tell they want they don't want to be controlled by the Taliban because, you know, there's no other reason that they would hang off a fucking plane as it's taking off on the runway if you didn't not want to be killed by these people. Yeah, that was extreme. Man, dude. So it's it like didn't show. Reason they want to do it. But we, we've been, what, trying to, t- trying to help them for 20 years, trying to get them to fucking just be able to defend themselves, period. Just defend themselves. And now, guess what? Now that we've pulled out and these people failed to defend themselves, okay, they given the Taliban the military structures that we left behind for the allied people that were supposed to use them to defend themselves. They were just like, here, take these structures. We're out. Peace. So that was a big waste of time. Let's change the topic because that's that's making me mad. <laughs> so uh, Biden was surprisingly lively and functioning yesterday for a speech. That trip to Camp David must have really worked wonders for him, huh? And Biden even thought the pullout of Afghanistan was in my opinion, and still is a, a horrific thing, Biden doubled down on his mistake and he, and he said that he fully stands behind it, his decision. Full, squarely stands behind his decision to do it. Um, even though we, you know, we've all at this point seen the video of all the Afghans chasing the the plane, riding it to their, you know, inevitable death, because they're not on the inside. And that's how planes work. If you're not on the inside of the plane and it's flying, you're in the death zone. That's how that works, right, Center? Like everything on the out, everything on the exterior of a plane at a certain altitude becomes death zone. Pretty much. 
Uh, using video game terminology there for a pretty dark subject matter. Dude, a lot of the news I noticed didn't show that video that you sent me where, you know, you see the plane take off and then you see it get so far up in the air and then people start falling off of it. They're falling off at such a high, high altitude that when they hit, oh, they liquefy. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa, man, that's, 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 that's brutal. And you know why they're clinging to the side of that plane? Because they want freedom, but they don't want to fight for freedom. And see, that's the whole thing is freedom comes at the price of fighting for it. That's the price. It's nothing new to us Americans. We've known that since the beginning. Like, like if you're born in America, this is how it basically works. Pop. You get slapped on the right on the ass, and then they go, oh, you're an American. Listen, life's rough, and you love freedom, and you're going to have to fight for it your whole life. Get ready. Here we go. And then they give you to the parents. So what do you think about this China Sea situation with China potentially launching warships with soldiers? Well, it's time now, because this this conflict is going to be exactly how they're going to gauge what Biden's going to do. And so far, the only thing he's going to do is take a vacation at Camp David. Man, I'm I'll be honest with you, bro. I seen a story where I guess somebody within our our governing military structure had told. Jinping or someone affiliated to him that we have American soldiers on Taiwan on a Taiwan base and that if they hit the Taiwan base that it will be an immediate act of war against America and mm-hmm. trying to you know like politically deter them and I guess China's response was if if we get there and you have any fucking military in Taiwan, we will immediately declare war against America. Oh, you want us to drop the power of the sun on you like we did Japan? Like, that was just a small nation. You're bigger. We can drop even more on you. Listen, I'm just saying I play civilizations in America in in the long game. They get death robots. And death robots are immune to nuclear radiation. I'm just saying. <laughs> they got that pesky kill limit, though. You know what I'm saying, Center. <laughs> I knew they were each programmed with a kill limit. So I sent wave after wave of my own men into them. Wave of my own name. We we have that leader. Once their key limit was reached, they all shut down automatically. The war was won. That's basically our 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 lead. That's our leadership. And they call that a successful war campaign. Well, once they got tired of killing us, they just went home. And we won. 
What is what is happening, man? So 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 China could potentially own Taiwan soon, and we could potentially be going to war with China. Maybe, who knows at this point? I, Joe Biden's so fucking unpredictable. It's like I'm shaking a goddamn magic eight ball, except for the fucking dice changes every time. Sometimes I ask it, I'm like, magic Joe Biden eight ball. Will hyperinflation be a thing? And instead of even giving me a response, it gives me like numbers. It's like eight. I'm like, what? I'll do the question again. Maybe try back later. It's unpredictable. I don't like it, man. I like a little consistency when it comes to my politicians. Like, how would Joe Biden respond to Taiwan getting taken by China? Would he just appease them and be like, well, it's too late. There's no reason that we should interfere. Or would he go to all-out war with them? I'm betting he would just be like, eh, China already took it. Whatever. Bend over, like, drop, drop. Like, what more? Come on, man. What more can we do? They're already there. It's basically in their backyard. They're only, like, they're only the small fly away. What can we do, man? I don't know. Defend our allies? Mm-hmm. You know, used to, integrity was a huge important part of our systems and our values because we put people with integrity and power. We trust those people, uh, but not fully because we used to understand that they were human. And because they're human and they're put in a position of power, power corrupts. You see what I'm saying? We were always told not to trust the system because the system has become corrupt. Maybe it's the integrity of the people that are currently in charge that cause all of our problems. You know, it's just like with our election process, right? All the suspicion about the election. Well, if we had people with really good integrity in those positions, it wouldn't be questionable, would it? But almost every time, something kind of, almost every time something kind of Willy Wonka starts fucking happening, we find out, oh, this person in power is a really shady fucking individual. And integrity is a big fucking deal when it comes to positions of power. Like, even when it comes to something as important as counting ballots, you don't want somebody in there that wants Biden or Trump to win at all costs, do you? Fuck no. You want somebody that has some integrity to them, some morals. Mm. Speaking of integrity and problems, did you hear about Biden's photo from Camp David? Did you see that photo? Yeah, I saw that. Man. He could have been giving up the location of spies. Who fucking cares? The NSA and the CIA are jokes. 
Well, I mean, you know, they're pretty effective weapons against the American people, but outside of that. <laughs> not so much. Yeah, outside of that, not so much. Uh, so the photo of Biden, I want to talk about this a little bit, of him at Camp David. He's sitting at a long table. He's sitting there. He's trying to take a pat one of those presidential power photos. That's what I call them. You know, Trump's got a thousand. Trump just like he wake up and take one on the fucking toilet. Just look over at the camera and smile real big with his fucking iPad in his hand, reading the morning news. And boom, presidential power photo. Okay, everyone loves it. All right, Biden. He, he doesn't really have any of those yet. He was trying to take one. Where, and he's sitting at this big, long table, but there's no one at the table. Okay, it's the table's empty. And there's people on the screen in front of him, and he's apparently having a Zoom meeting, right? And this is what gets me, is I saw a meme that said, that looks like a sad man who's confused, the world's on fire, and it's his fault, and he doesn't know why anyone's there not to help him. And I was like, oh, man, that's so true. It's sad. <laughs> but apparently, also, there's there's question. What You know, we were talking about integrity just a minute ago. So this is the point. So they, they took this photo of him. And now, apparently, there's questions that what's on the screen, whatever he, what, whatever he was sitting there watching, was not the Zoom meeting call um, that they painted on there. Apparently, they just, you know... Did you see, did you see this yet? Yeah, that they were trying to take shit back from it. That's kind of funny. <laughs> well, well, apparently there's some people out there that have said that they took time, they zoomed in real hard and blah 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 on this photo, and they took times from each of the videos and compared it to what the time should be in each time zone, and like none of the videos' time zones matched up to what they should be in accordance with one another, and blah blah blah. I don't know if that part's true. But, you know, with all of the editing of photos that the Biden administration has done so far, integrity, integrity, I wouldn't doubt it at this point. You see how integrity played in right there? <laughs> Man. These people, they want to be a joke. They have to want to be a joke because they make it too easy. Like, I couldn't I couldn't make up shit this scary or this funny if, if you paid me to do it. I couldn't do it. So, uh, I know we're going to talk about CNN, everyone. So, get ready for a little propaganda here. So, so somehow CNN is still out there pushing propaganda. So they did a story on the, the, the goings-ons over in Afghanistan and that the Taliban allowed CNN for them to push their fear-mongering for them. Isn't that nice that CNN would do that for them, that they would you know, show the Taliban in basically a victory pose. <laughs> How generous to show our enemies in a, a fabulous light. Oh, it's going to get even better than this. It's going to get even better. You're gonna, I'm going to make you so fucking mad here in just a minute. So, one of the... 
this is going to be what's going to bring World War Three. Like I already see it. I'm going to call it because of the fact Biden's going to he's going to bumble his ass through this. And I don't I don't think he fully understands the gravity of everybody is watching him right now. Well, Listen to the CNN propaganda shit, man. So not only do they show the Taliban in victory and celebrating in the background and everything, one of the new rules uh, because of this political change of power um, is that even Western women must wear the hijab in Afghanistan, you know. And uh, so guess what? The CNN reporter, well, she had one on. And <laughs> she, had, she had one on. And uh, she, there she was reporting on how nice of people and how friendly they are while the entire time she's saying how friendly these people are and how f- nice of people they are. They're behind her with guns. Death to America. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw that and I saw on Twitter and it was people like the, the whole thread was nothing but communist fuckboys of Oh, it's it's just a greeting now. You know, it's it's just something the world says. You know, hey, good morning, death to America. No, not acceptable. Motherfuckers, what? Yeah, not. You ever been punched in the mouth repetitively? (laughs) Like, well, you just get up in the morning, death to America. No, no, I'm not buying that bullshit. And this fucking reporter sitting there saying, "How?" Then you can just expect, you know, don't get our help. And this fucking reporter standing there telling us how friendly these people are and how nice of people they are the whole time. And it's not like she doesn't know they're saying death to America because she even states even though they're shouting death to America. Yeah, so like it's it's mostly peaceful, you know, death to America. Yeah. Like wow. Fucking really? Is that considered peaceful? Death to something is peaceful in these days. Yeah, fucking apparently, it seems but like we, kind can't, of like, we can't wish death to the Taliban because that's racist. Oh, you'll be oh, a, no, you. No, no. Oh, I dare you to post that on one of your social media platforms. I fucking dare you to do. I've been saying that shit for years. Like that's that's the reason we've been over there. Fuck the you, Taliban. Death to the Taliban. If Terrorist you fucking cave hiders. You, you fucking post that on your social platform. You're going to get a whirlwind on Twitter of just blue hair fucking crybabies just hate melon the shit out of you for the next four months. Oh, no. I, I don't want to be killed by a bunch of religious <laughs> fucking extremists. <laughs> oh, hey, you don't follow the war. You're dead. Well, you know, that's kind of... Suck the underside of my ball sack. That's that's kind of a good point because you see over there, culturally speaking, the reason the CNN reporter put the hijab on wasn't out of respect or anything. It wasn't like that. It's because, you know, the Taliban, if you don't wear that hijab, they'll just, you know, remove your head from your body. They'll casually, you know, rape, beat, and kill you. Yeah. Like, uh, I really like to know where AOC and all the real power-strong, feminist, fucking screaming people are right now while this is going on. Where are all these people? I, I was fucking, I love that argument. Like, you hear these feminists over here crying about women and, you know, 
they're misrepresentative. They don't get paid as much. You're more equal in this country than in any other country of the world. If you want real oppression, how about you go over to their, you know, Afghanistan, Saudi Arabia, Syria. How about you go fuck around over there? I'm betting the women over there need your fucking help more than here. Oh, no. Well, you know, gave well, PTSD. No. Yeah, these women get acid thrown in their faces and get their clits cut off by force. Try that. And and here's the thing, man, is they will they these people like AOC and Elian Omar, they will scream about how unfair America is to women. How just absolutely fucking disgusting we are to women. But they won't say a word against the Middle East and the way they treat and represent women. Not it like crickets. A couple years ago, I think, like if you even dared criticize uh, the Quran, any anything the Middle East did, anything bad, like if you criticize it at all, racist instantly. Instantly, fake it. You're racist against Islam. Yeah, I'm racist against a shitty ass religion that wants to kill everybody. You know, here's here's how I look at it. All right. It, it, this is one of those times as an opportunity to show that these politicians are opportunistic. They never they never are are trying to help anyone or do anything for the world's betterment. What they're trying to do is move chess pieces for themselves. If they really cared about women's rights, they'd be screaming about it going on over there in Afghanistan, right? Especially yeah. now, now that the Taliban is is in charge, in control of an entire country and everything we left over there too. So you know, now they have lots and lots of fucking good shit to play with. Yeah, brand new toys, upgraded. But I think the reason that I, I'm going to be honest with you, I think that the reason that we're pulling out of Afghanistan is because of internal, uh, what would you call it? I guess um, internal distress. Like it really looks, yeah, it really looks like right now there's a power struggle going on in our own government between um, the Biden administration, which we'll refer to as the shadow of tyrannical hand, and the, the, the people of America, the freedom-loving people of America that, that believe in the Constitution and that its beliefs and what it represents should be upheld to the utmost. And you know, for a long, long time, we said, "Oh, well, we're just you know we're we're inching away from the Constitution, but we're not so far away from it that it's broken the Constitution." And now, ever since Kofufu has happened, it's like every fucking time they want to break a constitutional right, they're like, "Oh, you're sick." I'm waiting at this point. Like, you know me. Fallout is one of my favorite game series. At this rate, we're heading straight for it. Way ahead of the timeline of the game. Because Biden's going to put us in the fucking world war. And we're just going to end up nuking each other in mutually assured destruction. Well, you'll remember. 
I, I didn't uh, think the apocalypse would happen in my lifetime, but, you know, it fucking might at this rate. Well, you'll remember that not too long ago we discussed how China was getting uppity with Taiwan and Japan said, hey, Taiwan, don't worry. We got your back. And as soon as Japan openly made that statement, China was like, you better shut the fuck up, Japan, because we just built 250 brand new nuclear capable silos and we will just start lobbing nukes in your face until your unconditional surrender. Yeah. Ironically, China's the bad guy in the Fallout series, too, because, you know, China. China. Not that far outside the realm of possibility that, that there's going to be mutually assured destruction because China can't keep their fucking dick in their pants. But we want to Taiwan. Care. Nobody care. Taiwan are not yours. Well, like, oh, man. We already have, like, what, the second largest landmass in that part of the fucking world next to Russia, like, oh no, you want a tiny island nation. Why? You already can't keep control of the people you already fucking have. Well, not just that, but the reason that they want Taiwan is it's strategic. Taiwan makes a lot of technological microchips that go into a lot of things, everything from military devices to cell phones, computers, tablets, you know, microchips and, and processing chips go in a lot of things nowadays. Yeah. And Taiwan is one of the bigger producers in the world of those products. So if China can take possession of Taiwan, they can supply or deprive whichever nations they so choose. And as you pointed out the last time we talked about this, Center, you can't just pop up a fucking microchip factory in two days and teach people how to make them. Make, making that kind of shit takes elegance and grace. You know, you have to have like a clean room, no dust, no particles, blah, 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 blah. It's real temperamental work. Yeah, because a small, like even a small piece of static electricity, can make you have to redo boards. And be, and because of that, it takes time to build these facilities to pump out like Taiwan already has. Okay, and when we entered into the world game, we kind of entered into the world game and kind of fucked ourselves because we said, okay, everybody, we're just gonna let everybody make what they're good at making. And the world will rely on one another. And as we found out with COVID, well, that sounds real good in a perfect world. But since we don't live in a perfect world, that's also giving a potential enemy an extremely large amount of power over your country. Because just like we found out with Kofufu, all right. China makes a lot of our fucking pharmaceuticals. They make a lot of our medical equipment. And if China so chose to go to war with us, it's going to... And they they chose, oh, well, we're going to cut you off of all these goods. It's going to take us time to start producing those goods. Or it's going to take us time to find somebody else in the world that, that produced those goods with a quality high enough for our standard.
now. See the Kofufu, it was their move for for tyrannical power grab, but at the exact same time, it was their exposure for their power grab. When they when Kofufu happened, everybody, the whole world turned and watched. When the when the Biden election happened, the whole world turned and watched. Like, I think it's fucking awesome that in other countries, the way Biden and Kamala are fucking greeted is with signs that say, we know Trump won. Mm -hmm. Every time I see that happen, I'm like, ah, 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 ah. Like, I'd love to be a fly on the wall when when Biden or Kamala fucking go back into, like, privacy where they're away from the cameras right after seeing one of those big we know Trump won signs. Because <laughs> I bet when they sitting at their desks shaking their hands, those goddamn conservatives. Those goddamn conservatives. <laughs> Just shaking their fists at the TV. Those motherfuckers. Goddamn people trying to expose our lies. I'm sick of it. Oh no, Twitter! What did you do? It's a news thing. Where did it go? Where did it go? My Twitter updated, and I didn't want it to. Fuck. Um, I just seen something. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, you're all good. While you while you look, I'll uh, talk a little bit. So I got a story here about some stuff going on in New York with um, uh-huh. a uh, restaurant owner. And we'll go. We'll cover that right after Senator tells us about his new story. Biden pulls five hundred million from emergency funds to rehouse Afghan refugees. There it is. China warned Taiwan it should be trembling as the U.S. won't protect you from invasion following the chaotic scene erupting across Afghanistan. See, China is already like, hey, look, Biden's fucking stupid. He won't That's be able to do anything if we just stomp on Taiwan. He's already That's given cool. an entire nation to a bunch of fucking terrorists. Look at that. They're already on it. That's why they're sending warships. China's sending warships because they see weakness and they think, well, if we just show enough force, they'll cave to appease us. Hey, SJ, I hope you're doing well. Welcome to the campfire. Be careful around those shadows. They get hungry from time to time. You know, um, yeah, like, like right now, everybody's focusing on stupid bullshit. Like, oh no, the climate. You know, the Earth kind of goes through cycles. We've actually documented that scientifically because that's a thing. That we're just at the end end of a cycle. Where everything's going to heat up, and then we'll refreeze and everything like that. It's happened before. It'll happen again. And yet, we're focusing on the little stuff. You know, like bathrooms and what's in people's pants and all this other stupid bullshit but yet at the same time none of it matters we're not focusing on the shit that actually matters like you know an entire nation that wants to kill every other nation that doesn't belong to them or a religion that is literally based on warmongering that if you actually read the quran it is written in the quran that it says those that are not a believer of allah are to be killed well, you know, here, here's how here's how I look at it. 
<clears throat> is they're talking a lot about us pulling out of Pakistan. But they have not been talking very much about how we're having to send warships over to the South China Sea. Okay, because me and you, we've been talking about that quite a bit. But mainstream media, they're not covering that at all. All right, and they're also not covering now that China is deploying their own warships. All they want to talk about is Af us pulling out of Afghanistan. That's all they want to talk about. Like, I, don't, I don't really mind us not being in the Middle East because we've been trying to help them for 20 years and it's just backfired continuously. But at the same time, it's like we've also been trying to at least improve their government so that they weren't just completely screwed. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, well, here's the thing is just like we, when we were talking about the, the CNN lady going over there and reporting on the Taliban and showing them in victory, you know, we're not the only people that see that CNN goes all around the world. Right. So, so, that is basically promoting their victory for them, giving them two thumbs way up, all right, and crushing the hopes of anyone who hoped to stand against them. Like, oh, the fight's over. Taliban's already won. Look, CNN says so. And see, I think... I think that our, that our as America as Americans, our much bigger threat lies with China taking Japan and Taiwan. Yeah. I, I honestly uh, do. I think that our much bigger threat lies... Like we, at one point, at our history of Israel is to defend our ally. That's why we were allied with allied with Why people allied with us. But that goes back to integrity, doesn't it? That goes back to integrity. They they became our ally because at the time, as Americans, we had integrity and we backed our deals. We said, hey, don't worry. If they come over and they give you any shit, you call us and we will slap the goddamn taste out of their mouth. But that was integrity, wasn't it? And, P and, and other countries knew that, that if they didn't uphold their end of the bargain, there would be repercussions. Mm -hmm. Just like Trump with North Korea. You remember little Rocket Man when he wanted to get all uppity about, you know, throwing missiles here and there. And Trump said, if you throw another goddamn missile, we're going to meet you with fire and fury like you never fucking seen. He drew that line, and he didn't hesitate to draw that line. And because Trump had made good on the deals with China that he had already previously said, like, oh, don't worry, I'm about to slap the shit out of you with some tariffs. Oh, don't worry, we're going to be reapproaching the negotiation deals for trade. Since he had already done those two previous things to China, North Korea said, ah, we better not. <laughs> But it's because he had already had the integrity to stand up like that. Biden, you want to know what his integrity says right now? 
surrender. Like he, he always wants to play the world. He always has, even as way back with Bill and others. But yeah, he's fucking terrible at it. Well, just because somebody's bad at something doesn't mean they're going to stop trying to do it. I mean, look at all the men who try to beat women. Like, you were born with a penis. You're bad at being a woman, clearly. <laughs> but it doesn't stop them, nonetheless. They try all the same. So I got a story right here for you, Sinner, I think that you'll like. Uh... This one is in New York City. We're gonna let's travel to New the bitty 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 city of New York City. And uh, this is this story is by Jennifer Gold. G O U L D, and uh, her story is talking about New York City, and uh, you know it's having that new vaccine passport thing that they're trying to enforce. So that, you know, if you want to go out in public and do something in a public setting, you have to show your your vaccine card and prove you've been vaccinated so that you can continue to do that in New York. Well, seems like there are some people that might not agree with that. Um, looks like New York City restaurant manager who became a beacon of hope, really, in the dark, dark city of New York City. Uh, walked right up to a big scary monster and you know what it did? She stood her ground and spit in both of that fucking monster's eyes. New York City's corruption and just spit in its eye, man. Because she put up a sign in her window that reads as so. We do not discriminate against any customers based on sex, gender, race, creed, or age vaccinated or unvaccinated all customers who wish to come and spend money here can come and spend money here the manager mary josephine uh says she doesn't want to conflict with hungry new yorkers right to roam freely and I think that's awesome, man, that a business owner just straight up stood up to, to the establishment of New York and said what you're trying to do isn't just illegal, it's it's morally incorrect. And she said, and I'm not going to participate in it. Yeah, I'd, I'd seen another one that was like that. That was, I think it was an art gallery or something up there in New York. I was like, so what you're saying is now I have to check people's passports and run their fucking IDs just to make sure. He's like, no, fuck that. Mm. A lot of small business owners, they're the ones that have suffered the most during this whole thing, and this kind of shit is just going to make it even worse. Big businesses, you know, like Amazon and shit like that, they don't have to worry. They have the money to back it up to take the small loss because they're going to come out ahead in the end. Small businesses, though, don't have that safety net. The longer... And harder you push this kind of bullshit on them, you're just going to drive them out of business because they're not going to be able to compete with ones that can just take the small loss. Like how how many businesses probably over the last year have had to close down because of this, because of the restrictions, because of the lockdown, because of the now the passports and shit telling people, oh, you can't do this because you don't have the vaccine. 
Well, I mean, and just like in this situation, you know what I mean? Like, fucking think of how hard it was to start a restaurant before the Kofufu and make it successful. Yeah. They say that that's one of the hardest industries to get into because almost, I think it's something like five out of six restaurants fail within the first six years. Yeah. Because you have to have good food. You have to be in a good place. Like and then the there's all the health standards and everything like that just to make sure you're up to code even to not have the, the FBC and shit come down on you, the food administration and basically say hey you're not clean enough die. So it seems like you know uh, this this no vax no service COVID mandate in New York starts uh oh tuesday uh this week <laughs> so i guess it's in effect now and uh new york restaurants and venues new york city offers a streamlined way of showing a photo of your vaccine card through its new york city kofufu safe app in which people can store images of their vaccine cards and then display them in the app when needed. Isn't that terrifying to you, man? That, that, I mean, honestly, let's just be real here. This is totally different than asking somebody for their driver's license. Oh, yeah. And they want to act like it's just like, oh, do you have your driver's license on you? I just want to make sure you're not a criminal. But this has nothing to do with criminality. This has to do with your health, which should be private and nobody else's fucking business. Mm -hmm. That's... To me, man, that's a, that is just a terrifying overstep of government reach. Just like with yesterday, when we were talking, or or on Monday, I can't remember if it was Monday or yesterday when we were talking. I think it's Monday when we were talking about the story from NBC that Homeland Security let out that new terrorist alert. Okay, these are all real radical, fucking extreme moves that are happening very rapidly and here's the thing is i think that we're that i i'm going to be honest with you i think we're getting ready to engage in war and they're going to use the war to try to say oh everybody needs to come together everybody need, in america needs to come together and focus on this mutual enemy and forget all about us stomping all over your rights and liberties taking your freedoms and, and tearing up the constitution I really believe that, man. Like, I, I can already see, like, we're heading for nuclear war. Oh, man, nuclear so war now I'm, rough, so now I'm seeing reports of China urges the U.S. to stop official contracts, arms sales, and military ties to Taiwan. Iran has accelerated its uranium enrichment to near weapons grade, according to the IAEA. Iran begins operation operating a second centrifuge system to enrich uranium to 60%, which is weapons grade. So, you know, more and more places are getting nuclear armament and just biting up for a war. 
if it was any other fucking president other than fucking Biden, we would have some response. Like, I... This is going to be one of the worst things I say. I hope everybody out there, if you're listening to the show or you hear this, or this passes to your ears, I hope if you're one of these stupid, brain-dead troglodytes that, I didn't vote for Biden, I just voted against Trump. I hope that nuclear war does come because of your shitty decision, because you couldn't get over your Trump derangement system, Trump derangement syndrome, just know if that day does come, it's on your fucking head. Yeah. You did it. You voted this moronic dipshit that has been in politics for 40 years. And the only thing he's ever done is be a racist, stupid piece of shit. And it's well documented he is a racist ignoramus. His own running mate doesn't like him and has called him out for being racist. The only thing he's proud of is the crime bill he coined in the 90s with Bill, which has put more people of color in prison than any other bill in existence. And yeah, Biden's he's real proud of it. That. He's real proud of that bill, man. So it's like if, if the time comes and fallout becomes true and the world gets nuked because, you know, China can't keep their dick in their pants, and it's because of Biden showing weakness, it's your fault. It's on your fucking head. Well, see, they won't ever look at it that way, though. <laughs> because accountability is not something they're great at. You'll notice nowhere during Joe Biden's speech yesterday did he admit that he made any mistakes pulling out of yeah, Afghanistan. He blamed, he blamed it on Trump. That was fantastic. Like, holy shit. Hello, Jill. I hope you're well. And that's the thing is a lot of our politicians, not just our politicians, but a lot of people in general have zero fucking accountability. You know, this is an old saying I really like a lot that that success has many fathers, but failure is an orphan. And it's because nobody wants to own the bad shit that they've caused. They only want to tell you about the good shit they've caused. But see, there's a problem. It's the Joe Biden administration, the good shit, it's nowhere near the bad shit of what they've caused. Nowhere near it. It's like coming to a birthday party 15 minutes late, setting somebody's house on fire, and then being like, well, I got you a gift card to Applebee's for your birthday. But you burned down my fucking house. I don't give a goddamn about this Applebee's card. Fuck you in this Applebee's card. I'm going to use this Applebee's card to slice your throat. And you know what really pisses me off about it? You remember that when Trump got into office, okay... There were celebrities coming at him left and right, this and that. There were people taking pictures with with that were photoshopped with them holding his decapitated head, and it was like a real bloody, gory thing, blah, 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 blah. You don't see any of that shit going on with Joe Biden. 
because most people that are Trump supporters are critical thinking people and they don't have time to waste their time with petty bullshit like that. It's a shit most Trump supporters aren't fucking phrase lunatics. Yeah, that's also true. You know, it's totally cool to just casually, you know, hold up the bloodied head of a standing U.S. president and not have the Secret Service immediately shove their foot down your throat. Yeah. Used, used to. That was a pretty big deal, man, to do something like that. that was a, culturally speaking. And yeah, I guarantee you, if somebody did that right now to Joe Biden, their ass, prison. Oh, yeah. Immediately. Immediately. How dare you insult our Lord and Savior Biden? That's like saying it's, Skeletor was the bad guy. It's like saying Skeletor was the bad guy. Uh, you know, I, man, I'm really hoping we don't get into a war with China. Because if, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, dude. With China just building those brand new 250 fucking nuclear silos and openly threatening Japan. If they will openly threaten one of our allies that way, I feel like they will openly threaten us that way. It's just a matter of how long until we piss them off enough for them to do so. Oh, I don't doubt it. And how do we respond to that? Because it, if we just back down to them, well, anytime they want something, they're just going to be like, oh, you want to catch nukes? But if we can, if we confront them, there's a 50-50 chance we take nukes. You see the issue at hand now that's developed? It's a standoff. And the Chinese, the, the CCP has their fucking fingers in so many forms of government all around the world and in so many different industries all around the world. They getting into a fight with them is going to have world repercussions. <laughs> India has been slapping chests with them for like the last year and a half now. You don't hear much about that on the news. But India and China have been having little little skirmishes here and there off and on for the last year and a half. And now China's hungrily looking at Taiwan and Japan. They've... they've They've made it very apparent. They've been flying jets over their airspace and bombers over their airspace continuously for months. And it's tactics. It's applying pressure. This is, this is chess a game. The idea is not to slap the board off and stand up and just start punching the opponent in the mouth. The idea is to put them in checkmate. And that what that's what China's trying to do is they're trying to checkmate Taiwan and Japan. They'll take care of that and then they'll move on to India. Yes. 
China has, like, they've always had bigger aspirations of. They just want world dominance. They're literally basically just Dr. Evil. <laughs> literally just basically. The, I, I want freaking lasers on my freaking sharks, okay? I mean, obviously, you know, Jinping can't take a joke because Winnie the Pooh is not allowed in China. How are you going to ban the lovable, cuttable Winnie the Pooh, bro? That tells you he's evil right there. Ain't no good in him. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. If you don't like Winnie the Pooh, you don't have a soul. That's just how it is. Those are just facts. Winnie the Pooh ain't never hurt nobody. <laughs> Hater. Well, Center, there's a 50-50 chance that within the next two weeks that we uh, are reporting on how China is potentially going to war with America and different parts of the world that decide to join into that. There's like high probability of that being the situation. Because China's putting us in a situation where we have no choice but to respond to it or to let it happen. And if we let it happen, it's going to have detrimental effects, not just to other people, but also to us. Mm -hmm. And we, as American people, we need to come together and fucking stop focusing on the stupid bullshit. Your race doesn't matter. Your sex doesn't matter. What's in your goddamn pants doesn't fucking matter. What bathroom you use doesn't matter. What you think you are doesn't matter. None of it matters. We have corruption in our system that we need to flush out before we even think about engaging in a defensive stature against an opponent like China. If we try to go at an opponent like China with the corruption that's in our system currently, they will simply buy the people in our system that they need to buy to make things go the way they want them to. It's a clean and easy tactic. They've already been caught using it in other countries. Canada, Australia. They've caught them in a couple countries trying to buy politicians. Or, you know, sleep with politicians. Whatever it takes. That's the name of the game. Whatever it takes to get the job done. Yeah, basically. And that's that's the part that we used to understand. That's why we used to not get into bed with communistic countries, especially when it came to doing big business deals. Because eventually, our... Our moralities aren't going to align. Hey, welcome to Campfire Infinite, and I hope you're doing well today. Eventually, our moralities aren't going to align with that communistic country, just like in the situation of the Yeagers and the slave concentration camps. All right, We don't agree with that morally. We think that's wrong. Okay, And the only way we can discourage China from doing that is by cutting them out of the world trade 
economy and saying, well, you don't, you don't participate in humane treatment of your people, so you're not allowed to do trade with any of these countries because we are quote-unquote civilized countries. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, China, they didn't like that. And they were just like, you know what? Fuck you guys. We don't need you guys. We'll just stay to ourselves. And they, 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 they were the hermit kingdom, very much like uh, North Korea for a long time. And that's why they fell so far behind technologically. Because they didn't get any of the benefits from World War II because they wanted to be scumbags during World War II. And then when they lost, they got all huffed up about it. And they said, well, we're not going to, we don't need any of you anymore. We're just going to play by ourselves and we're going to be way better than you in 50 years. Come to find out that wasn't the situation that unfurled. And so they came back to the world table and they said, oh, you know what we're going to do? We're going to steal everybody's shit and their technology and then we're just going to make it even better. They've broken all the rules and suffered no consequence so far for it. They've broken trademark agreements. Trademark agreements in in China, they don't even fucking exist unless you're fucking around with a CCP trademark. They'll crush you over that. But any other trademarks, they don't exist in China. It's not a real thing. And and that's that's a huge issue. You're breaking the rules. All right. It's just like with these companies like Disney and Nike that do business with China for labor, and they get cheap labor so that they can sell their Nikes for you know forty five fucking dollars a pair, or whatever, whichever company it may be. All right. And then they they only paid. Two dollars to have the shoe made, so it's basically all fucking profit to them. Well, that's a high encouragement for that company to go do business with a communistic country. The disencouragement is is people need to stop buying their shit because then it won't matter even if you even if they can get it for that low price because no one will buy it. It will be a poor investment. Oh fuck God! I hate. Why is Mike? How is Michael Moore still alive? Like, why hasn't somebody just ran up on him and just ran his shit in? Who? Michael Moore. Oh, dumb fat, fucking liberal cunt. Why? What did he do? By him, this is our their Taliban, our Taliban. Everybody's got a Taliban. They're at their best when they confiscate the halls of power, and it's a picture of the Taliban currently sitting in the president's office in Cabal. And then oh, a picture of the six riots, including like the guy in like the buffalo head. Mm-hmm. Like, how has nobody run this guy's shit in? <laughs> like, I've never heard anything good about him ever in all my years, in my thirty years of fucking life. I have never heard anything good that this guy has ever put out. All of his movies are shit. All of his comments are shit. All of his opinions and ideas are shit. But yet somehow he's super popular and rich but yet he says he's a marxist but pretty fucking rich to be a marxist because you know look at aoc same thing how the fuck is she so popular because 
you know, it's just like with AOC and her, her grandmother in Guatemala when she, oh, look at the conditions my grandmother lives in, wham, wham, wham. And then Matt Wall started to go fund me for her grandmother, even though AOC makes way more than enough money to help her grandmother out. And she drives a Tesla. I'll point that out, too, because that's an expensive car. Um, Matt Wall started a GoFundMe for her grandmother. Our version of the Taliban doesn't cut people's heads off. They don't mutilate people. I'm pretty sure women still have their all of their body parts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, people want to act like the, the Taliban taking over is such a great fucking thing that it's going to, like, bring peace and prosperity to the Afghan region of the world. When in reality, it's going to do quite the opposite. It's going to destabilize that section of the world pretty heavily. And at the exact same time, oh, Infinitin, I don't know if you heard, uh, so I'll tell you, we were talking about it earlier. Um, apparently, China has launched warships in response to America and the UK and Germany and Australia sending warships to the South China Sea. So we'll see how that plays out. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, China wants Taiwan like a fat boy wants cake center. I'm telling you, brother. I think, and, and I want to say it's because Taiwan. Not, I don't think, I don't think it's really the strategical thing because they they have the second biggest landmass on that side of the world. They've got all the strategy they could ever want. I think it's more the Taiwanese government is a broken off part of the Chinese government. When yeah. democracy did try and instate itself in China and then the Chinese people were stupid and instead voted for a guy from the last government who was also a communist piece of shit and then, you know, they kind of got where they are today. The democratic people said, fuck this, we're out, and left for Taiwan. That's why Taiwan's economy is bigger and better and they have, they're more technologically advanced than China is because Maybe communism, kind of shitty. Well, it's just garbage. <laughs> and Taiwan was willing. And Taiwan was was allowed to come to the world table a lot sooner than China was, uh, commercially speaking, because Taiwan decided they want to, you know, uphold human rights and you know do things that we agree with. Like if we, if we really wanted to keep China in check, if they keep wanting to do this shit, honestly, the lightest thing we could do would be everybody wants to talk about the UN and how much power the UN is. Okay, every country of the world that's part of the UN, that's all an alliance, how about everybody look at each other and collectively raise their right hand, give China the middle finger, and tell them, if you don't stop your shit, we will put so many sanctions on you, the only thing you're going to be able to trade is with China. You know what I'd like to do? You know what I'd off from the world economy? Maybe you'll suffer a little bit. You know what I'd really like to do? I'd like to fly with a drone. It'd have to be a drone because if you if you fly in China's airspace anything that's manned, they're going to shoot it down, especially right now. But I'd like to fly in like an unmanned drone and air, just airdrop a shit ton of Winnie the Poohs. No, you, you have to like fly a over drone over and just play the Winnie the Pooh theme song. <laughs> like, dude, 
it because it shows the pettiness of a communist nation. You know that now, um, Jinping has outlawed certain songs at karaoke bars. Yep. And he said, he made a public statement that if these rules aren't upheld, he'll just do away with karaoke bars altogether. Mm-hmm. That's a trinical rule for you. That's what it looks like. Doesn't that sound real familiar to hear? Like, oh, well, if you guys can't stop talking about Go Foo Foo on Facebook, we'll just make it to where you can't. Yeah, that's what amazes me with these people nowadays. Like, I, I don't know where these people endorse communism. Like, did you not pay attention in school? Because, like, I didn't pay attention very well in high school, and I still passed all my classes, and I still know communism is bad. Listen, I slept through high school. I usually use the book for for a pillow. Not the best pillow, but, you know, you work with what you got, right? And, uh... I must have absorbed the knowledge through osmosis, like my face just being on the words, because I know that, historically speaking, communism always leads to a huge tyrannical power problem, and then to deal with it almost always is bloody. And usually it's, it's your, their own people that end up killed. Not other people. No, it's their own people. Like I, I still distinctly remember like Pol Pot, when he had his nice little reign of terror, He'd fucking kill you if you wore glasses. If you even looked smarter than him, he'd have you killed. Well, I mean, fuck, if you, if you want to use extreme fucking examples of tyrannical rule, look at Kim Jong-un and Kim Jong-il. You walk past their fucking picture and you don't fucking bow and do all this crazy shit to their picture. To their picture. And somebody sees you and rats on you, dead. Yep. Dead. Because they don't fuck around in North Korea. Like, the way they look at it is, is they don't see Kim Jong-un as a leader like we see our leaders, okay? They see him like ancient Egyptians see, seen the pharaoh. He is a god on earth. He can do no wrong. Like, people actually believe he doesn't have bowel movements. He is the supreme leader. Yeah, supreme leader does not have... Have you ever seen... The uh, Great Adventures of Kim Jong-un. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, I was watching a couple things on him actually the other day that I thought were pretty... Some of the things that he does is pretty funny. Madness over in that country, man. And what's sad is it's spreading. But he needs a 90-car fucking armored train that costs like $1.3 million per fucking car to to cruise around the nation. To his like thirteen big ass mansions that he doesn't fucking need. You know my you know, favorite part: one point five million dollars on imported alcohol and cars and shit. You know my favorite part currently. One of my favorite stories I've read here lately is the one with Joe Biden, where he was test driving the 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 electric jeep on the White House lawn. Yeah, he's just driving around like a jerk-off, like a fucking teenager that just got a brand-new vehicle. And I'm just sitting here watching him. I'm like, please hit something. I want to see that airbag punch you in your old fucking face. Please just slam it into something. I don't want you to get hurt. I just want to see that airbag punch you in the mouth. I, I would say, like, we, they should have given Biden, like, a Mustang, like a brand-new brand electric Mustang. 
And then, like, the spirit of Mustangs overtakes him, and he just rams it into the crowd of fucking reporters. Dude, like, I cannot believe how amazingly situationally controlled they're, they've gotten the press. Like, look at how out of line the press was with Trump. And then they take power and how fast they just, I mean, just fucking with their like quickness. What happened to journalistic integrity? I thought, the, like, journalism was supposed to be about, here's the facts, and then you do with it as you wish, form your own damn opinion. We're just going to give you the facts. But now it's like every media outlet is biased garbage. Well, you know, that that's integrity. That goes back to the integrity thing. You know, people used to have integrity. Used to, a handshake was enough to do a deal for a lot of money. Yeah. You know, I'm an, of an older generation, and I was raised with a thought process. A lot of things can be taken from you. But your word, you give away. Like who, who was it? I can't remember their names. Uh, the two reporters that broke the whole Watergate scandal. They were under actual death threats. Like their lives were in danger while they were doing that. And they did it anyway. Out of moral obligation. Yeah. That is journalistic integrity. They didn't right. they didn't do it because of the fact that oh they were liberals, they were gonna stick it to Nixon. No, they did it because somebody did something wrong, and it's the news's job to basically point the finger and said, "Hey, look at this! They fucked up. Get them." Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you know that that's a that's a wonderful point you bring up right there. Look at how different Watergate was treated than when it was found out that Trump was spied on. Because they point blank found that out. 100% admitted that they spied on the Trump campaign. No problem. We forced a president to resign from office over spying allegations, which did turn up to be true. But yet when it happens to a current president, it doesn't matter because we don't like Trump. He bad man. So we already know from history how that situation should have played out, and it didn't. And because it didn't play out like that, now we're going to find out what the other side of that coin cool. looks like. Because now power has been left unchecked since it's got gained power. No one has checked Biden's power at all. No one has questioned Biden's power at all. And it seems like the few people that did question Biden's power, that their voices are either getting extremely quiet or they're done questioning it. You know, I watched an interview the other day. Somebody sent me, Center. They were talking to me about George Soros. And, you know, I don't really follow that much about George Soros, but they, they were talking to me about it. And they sent me this video where a senator is talking on one of the big-time news networks, I forget which one it was, and he brings up George Soros and the person interviewing him, the female news reporter, immediately defends 
George Soros. Hey, welcome to Campfire, Angela. I hope you're well. He immediately defends George Soros, and the senator's like, no, no, that's not true, and he tries to explain himself, and then the newscaster is like, no, we're, I don't think we're going to talk about this. Not only is what you're saying not true, but we're not going to talk about this. We're going to go ahead and change, change the topic, blah, blah, blah. And then that's exactly what the fuck happened. And that kind of made me a little sus. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? And they, then my buddy told me, he was like, oh, he owns that newscasting company and if if they talk bad about them though they're not going to have a job by the end of the day yeah george soros has a lot as his hands in a lot of different things you can't talk shit about him because there's there's technically nothing you can prove that he does that's wrong but he has his hands in so many things that yeah he's pretty much behind a lot of things that have gone fucking wrong you're just never going to find a written word that he did it yeah, well, because he's so influential, he just has to whisper in the right ears, right? Pretty much. That's how social influence works, is you just have to whisper in the right ears, and you you know you can make things happen because you're influential. Mm-hmm. Now, George Soros, he's a different level of influential because he's like, you know, big-time money banker. He's shadow hand level. Somebody that can do things in the dark, and even though you see them, because of the way they do it, there's no way that you can indefinitely prove that it's them. And because of that, they they gain much more power than what they should be allowed to gain. And if they don't have good moral standing or morality at all, well, they can make a lot of really bad things happen really fast through influence. You know, influence is things like the news that we talk about all the time, how it's no longer news, more so it is than it is propaganda now. Influence, perception, information. Everyone goes to Google. So guess what they did? They leaned on Google and said, play ball or be replaced. Mm-hmm. And big tech obviously plays ball. Obviously, Facebook plays ball. Obviously, Google plays ball. Obviously, now Big Pharma plays ball. The CDC plays ball. I'm I'm blown away that that the CDC or the World Health Organization thinks that they can tell us to lock down like we did not elect any of those people into a position of power within the United States government. <coughs> like to me the CDC or or the World Health Organization telling me to stay home is is like comparable to the pizza guy telling me, "Hey, you need to wear a mask." Like who the fuck are you? Fuck off! I didn't. I didn't elect you into power. Nobody elected you into power. He's some jerk off who thinks he knows something, and it is clearly on somebody's payroll. You and I have talked many times about how the World Health Organization and the Center of Disease Control, both of their credibilities have been 
called into question and destroyed because of the last year with Kofufu. Oh, yeah. Every, every statement they put out is contradictory or actively harming themselves and the American people. Like... <laughs> So the oh, credibility is in the toilet. Here, speak against Fauci. Oh, the CDC's got a statement on that. Don't believe them, even though they're a doctor too, and you know this is their trained medical field. Don't believe it, man. You know, I tried something on a, a social media platforms on a couple of them, where somebody gave me a particular picture with a saying on it about the Kofufu, which was scientifically true but it was something that would cause vaccine hesitation i think it was something right along the lines of the vaccine is experimental and no one can tell you for sure the long-term effects period and i i was like well, why are you giving me this i already know this and he told me he said post it on a media platform and watch what happens and i was like okay I posted it, you know, I waited around five minutes, and I was like, ah, fuck this, and I went and smoked a cigarette, and forgot about it for a little while, because I got high, and I came back probably about an hour later, and it had been censored, man, and it had a little thing on it that said, for COVID-19 information, please visit this website, and it had a link, and I was like, wow, that was quick and efficient, but what they censored was scientifically factual is what really blew me away about it. The only reason they censored it was because it would cause vaccine hesitation. Dangerous times we live in. Information being tampered with, history being tampered with, society being tampered with. Things are happening at a world scale and they're occurring rapidly and when I when I say they're occurring rapidly I mean like look at this with China okay for some reason most of the younger generations I've talked to center they think they say oh no we we won't go to war with China China won't go to war with us blah 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 and I say well, why do you think that and they say oh well this reason that and I tell them I say okay I want you to understand something China, in, in their eyes right now, our nation is weak. They have never had a better opportunity to make this move in their eyes, in their perspective of the table. Okay? And this is the way war works. China's not going to send us a formal fucking email from, from Beijing signed with Jinping's uh, you know, personal fucking hand that says, this is a declaration of war. Prepare yourself. That's not how China's going to do it. Like, we're going to be doing this like we are do, 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 one day, and then the very next day, we're going to be in war with China. There won't be any kind of, like, big lead, big dramatic lead up to kind of, I don't see that being the case, Senator. I see it being one day we're doing this, and the next day, war. 
what do you think? How do you think it unfolds? Do you think it's it's a real fast and sudden thing, or you think the war, the beginning of of the war, will be a long and drawn out process? Because that's just my personal thought. I I think that that we'll be floating here. We'll be talking about, hey, China, you better not fuck with Taiwan. And then we'll all go to bed and then we'll wake up and the news will say, oh, shit, China owns Taiwan now. Yeah, pretty much. To the headline the next day. Oh, Taiwan is now new China. Yeah, oh, look at that. While we were all sleeping, China came and invaded the shit out of Taiwan. Kind of like our election process went. Oh, look, while we were all sleeping, Joe Biden gained a huge lead. Mysteriously. Funny how magic works, isn't it? It's almost like it's a trick. But you can't quite figure out how it's being done. You remember when you used to be a kid, man? And magicians were a big deal to you? And then as you aged and you figured out all their tricks, you're like, you, you're a trickster. You kind of admire them a little bit because you're like, oh, you're good. But for the most part, you're like, uh, uh, I know, I know what you are. <laughs> kind of same thing that we're going with through right now for a long time our politicians magic tricks impressed us and we were all given the razzle dazzle as it were we're entertained but now that it's affecting our day-to-day -day lives and we're going to start experiencing hyperinflation the homelessness rates going to go up and there's a potential that we could end up in a big war with another superpower on the planet, we are in um, the I feel like I feel like that's starting to motivate people to become a little bit more involved because now they're going to start feeling the the repercussions of leaving the steering wheel in bad hands. Mm -hmm. China doesn't give a fuck about any of the world's rules to warfare. None. It's made that very fucking clear because when it when it when China became a nuclearly active country and they began to make nuclear warheads, they signed a, a treaty with the UN basically that said we will never threaten another country with nuclear arms first. We will only use them as a de defensive deterrent. <clears throat> and they also said they would definitely never threaten a country that doesn't have nukes. Ever. Period. And as soon as Japan said, oh, don't worry, Taiwan, we got your back. The first thing China fucking did was like, we'll nuke the shit out of you. Get involved, we dare you. Broke the rule immediately. Like, didn't even try to uphold the rule. Not even one time. Didn't even try to uphold the rule one fucking time. I know you know this, Sinner. You know that time that you're trying to give your kid a little leniency on a rule. And so you make the rule lenient. And then they take huge advantage of that. 
and then you're like, you little son of a bitch. That's kind of the same situation we're in with China right now. Is we got lenient with China because we were like, well, maybe if we maybe if we relax the rules a little bit with them, it will help them straighten up and see things our way. But really, in retrospect, what it did was is it made them think that we accept the way they act and treat their people and the way they treat us. Now we're just okay with it. And so, I mean, as you know, Senator, I'm very sure of being a parent, when a child starts to take advantage of a situation, you say, oh, well, you know all those nice things that I provide you? Oh, well, those are going away for a while. You know what I'm saying? Does that, does that make sense how I'm saying that, Senator? You take away the luxuries and the privileges that you provide until the actions start kind of straightening up. Like America very firmly props up China's economy. That's why these basketball players and Disney and all these other corporations want their fucking greedy little hands over there in the Chinese honeypot as it was because they have a massive fucking population that uh, the market's controlled. They, can, they only have the choice of buying so many different things. Entertainment, completely controlled. They only allow what they want on television. We used to have the moral high ground in the world. And that's what we used to point at people and say, shame. And I don't think we've fallen so far that we can't get back up to that moral high ground. But I think for sure we're definitely on the same level as everybody. We're no longer taking the high road. We're just busy punching each other in the eye. Yeah, and, be, and because of that, it's going to have world consequences. Like you say, Senator, America plays world police sometimes. And when they do that, although a lot of people bitch about it, they're really happy when they see those helicopters show up and those fucking Marines or whoever jump out of that helicopter and say, don't worry, we're here to dose a big fucking 800 milligrams of CC of fucking freedom in somebody's ass. They cling to the side of fucking planes when we leave. That speaks volumes to what America means, not just to America, but to the world. You know what I'm saying, Center? Not many, not many stories you you don't hear every day of people clinging to the side of fucking airplanes that are taken off of a tarmac. What's the motivation? Well, they don't want to live there if the Taliban's in control because they know what's to come.
they don't want to live under a, a totalitarian tyrannical rule because they know what's to come we've never really had to deal with that here in America a total tyrannical totalitarian rule it's not a problem we've ever really had to face because our system was set up strictly to avoid that problem but now we see very very certain parts of our systems that are being tactically attacked you think that's a fair statement center pretty much just chipping it a little bit here and there take a little bit here a little bit there chip at your credibility here all all we're push this line all oh, they're not doing anything all right chip add a little more yeah just like when Biden said, oh, you think your second fucking amendment means anything to me, you peasant trash? You'll never have to Yeah. Well, we can't even send our own people and pull out of Afghanistan. Exactly. Threaten to nuke your own people while you can't even help your own ally. Yeah. Wonderful president. Exactly. And the, the worst part is, I, I like, if the world doesn't nuke itself... I can't wait to see what the history books write about Trump and what they write about Biden. It will all depend over the next few years how that plays out because right now the country's on fire and and if things keep going the way they are soon the world will be too. No one will be left out of the chaos. No one will be left out of it. You will be affected in some way, be it the gas prices, the ga the price of milk, loved ones going to war. Yeah, like that's why I say, like when you brought up the uh, the governor out here earlier, like even if they rip him out of office, it doesn't matter. The state's fucked, and all the people that live here that have finally realized, hey, maybe California having the highest gas prices and income tax and everything else like that. Maybe it's a bad fucking idea because it sucks an absolute ding-dong to live here with all the highest tax rate and shit in the country. And then they're leaving for other red states. And I will, I will bet you donuts to dollars they're going to vote the exact same fucking way. They're not going to have the accountability to be like, maybe I voted stupidly. Maybe I shouldn't vote for Democrats. And then things will improve. They're not going to well, have just, that. It's just like Biden with pulling out of Afghanistan and then addressing the world about it. He never once said, maybe I did this too hastily. He never once said, I made a mistake. Nope. Democrats, politicians in general, Democrats and Republicans, politicians in general, are not fond of hearing the words, this is directly your fault. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem is we don't push that subject matter anymore to say, no, 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 no. Stop saying it's somebody else's fault because I, we're telling you this is directly your fault. The history books, you know what they're going to say? Your fault. We don't push that anymore. See, used to, that was the big threat of people acting right. Like, oh, do you want the next 
18 to 20 generations of your family to know that this horrible fucking atrocity that was committed was directly your fault. You did nothing to stand in opposition of it, even though you knew it was going on. It's just like you were saying earlier with the integrity of journalists with the news, okay? Perfect example, when Edward Snowden revealed that the NSA was spying on everyone. What what Edward Snowden have to do in order to do that? Like that, that should have been a huge red flag right there. And instead of propping him up, basically saying, hey, look, this guy exposed something that shouldn't be happening. But, you know, Obama let it happen. Nope, he got forced out of the country and now has to live in exile. Otherwise, yep. the second he comes back here, the CIA is just going to make him go bye-bye. Oh, he'll, like, he'll get off a plane, they'll capture him, and then Edward Snowden will cease to exist. Yeah, his ass will be uh, uh, Epstein. Oh, no, he'll just disappear. Like You'll never find a... Like, they will fucking Jimmy Hoffa his ass. They will Jimmy Hoffa the shit out of him. You know, that was a huge red flag for me. He exposed them for spying on us. They're not going to let yeah, that go down. Yeah. As long as he's alive, he's a threat to them because he has evidence on them. They'll Jimmy Hoffa his ass. And see, here's the thing. That, get, that was a huge red flag for me when Snowden revealed that our government was spying on everyone here. And instead of our government raising him up like a hero going, yeah, great job fighting tyranny and, and upholding everyone's constitutional rights for privacy and, and, you know, all that great stuff. Instead of doing that, the government was like, you're a traitor. You've revealed our biggest secret. Now we're super fucking pissed. To me, that was a, a, like an enormous siren just blasting in my face. Like, uh-oh, that's a poor reaction for exposing, you know, a corrupt act because you know in America you, every American citizen is supposed to have their right to privacy, right? Yeah, yeah. supposed that's to. The, that's the thought. Supposed to, but as we know now, as long as they just slap you're a terrorist in front of it, they the government can pretty much fucking do anything they want to an American citizen. They can detain you indefinitely, not have to explain themselves outside of your suspected of potential terrorism. And now they've broadened their definition of what a potential terrorist could be super broad. You know, we were talking a little bit about that at the beginning of the week. It's all a drip effect, a little here little there and before you know it we're in war with China mm -hmm. before you know it before you're allowed to order at Taco Bell you gotta show them proof of your vaccination card on your cellular device oh, yeah, I'm already angry again like the federal mandates already come down like you already have to wear masks out here again to go into places oh you no know? shit Fuck the facts. Fuck everything that's come out about it. You know, that Fauci's a lying, stupid piece of shit. That everything he says is basically a fucking lie. You know, fuck all that. No, wear your masks, people. Put your fucking diapers back on your face. I love the people that wear the mask in the car when they're driving by themselves, dude. I 
Oh my God, I live for them. I live for those people, Sinner. I see them in their car by themselves, and I'm like, look at this fucking asshole. <laughs> he's he's this that guy or that woman that drives with a mask over their face when they're in a car alone by themselves. I laugh because I feel terrible for them because they live mm-hmm. a life of fear. And what a horrible fate that must truly be. You know, at, at some point, we have to realize that we can't be afraid of everything. Because otherwise, we're just going to continuously get pushed around. We need to find a way to wrestle power from these privileged fucking morons that currently have all the voting power. Like you, like you had seen it, we had covered it, I think it was a couple weeks ago now. How many states want to succeed from the union now? And it's it's not even, it's not Democrats that are wanting to, to succeed. It's hardworking people that just want to have a good fucking life. But in their state, they get fucked over continuously because these city slicker morons only think for themselves. The biggest red states, normally the biggest cities in them, are all blue. But these people have never picked up a shovel. They don't know what a hard day's work is on the other side of the spectrum. Oh, coding and computer stuff is hard. Yeah, it is true. But guess what? You still need the other side of the coin. And if you continuously fuck them over... This is what comes about it. They don't want to help you out. <laughs> they don't want you anywhere near them. That's right. You know, sadly, they can't code a building into existence quite yet. They still need those humdrum along fellas out there and gals in the world that actually make real products and do real work. They get the callous hands mm-hmm. and the rough backs. And I'll tell you what, you think things are ugly now, wait till you piss those people off. And let me tell you. That's honestly what I'm waiting for. Their patience is running thin because that's the middle class. That's the class that's slowly being erased. And you know what they're being erased into? Poverty. Mm-hmm. And the middle well, class isn't well, real fond of that. Yeah, These fuckers that complain nowadays... Sitting on their iPhones, you know, seven, eight hundred dollar phones, sipping a twelve dollar cup of Starbucks, complaining, oh, capitalism's so bad. Then stop yeah. benefiting. Don't go to Starbucks, sell your fucking phone, get a shitty ass little flip phone. Like for the longest time, my dad was an owner operator for semis, and you make more money with that, but you also have to be more frugal with it because anything that happens with your truck, that's on you, and they're not cheap. I've never seen my dad have anything more advanced than a flip phone. And it's not just because my dad's in his 60s. That was because that was an expense cost. He didn't need an expensive fucking phone. So he never got one. Yeah. Well, people nowadays, they, they misunderstand luxury for need. Like I, I like my smartphone, 
but it pisses me off more than any other piece of technology I have. I feel that, brother. We're getting ready to run out of time, so I'm going to do a shoot, few show plugs, and then we'll wrap up, sir. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, we're coming through the week, and boy, I'll tell you what, if you're looking for some political shows, go check out our friends over at Real Patriot's Voice. He keeps it fresh. He does his research. And I'll tell you what, he's got a smooth way of telling you the news. If you're looking for another political podcast, go check out our friends at Slightly Serious. I hang out in both of these shows, so if you're lucky, you might even get to see me when I'm off hours. So, if you want some politics, come over to The Real Patriots Voice or come over to Slightly Serious. Give them a holler. Check out the news. If you're looking for some more world news, go over and check out South Osmond or Freedom Warrior. They talk about a lot of different news all around the world. And we have, hey, listen, I'm not some stick in the mud. I have more friends that speak more than just politics, okay? If you want a good laugh, you head over to the Beans and Weenie show and you tell them Dark Bear sent you. But you better be polite. Because if you're not, they'll stir your coffee with a dick. I've seen them do it. I'm telling you. And they'll never tell you they stirred their coffee with your dick. Uh, mm -mm. They'll just give it to you. Drink up. Enjoy the show. Hey, if you're up early and you're looking for something to start your day with, check out our friends over at the Ralph Williams podcast. They have good intellectual talks. They keep it smooth. They keep it calm. And it, it's, it's a pretty nice vibe in there in the early mornings. If you're trying to get your kids ready, they're pulling each other's fucking hair. And I'll tell you what, you're just warming up the fucking people's elbow to Get up on top of the couch and drop one of these little bastards. You need some wholesome family fun. Let me tell you, head over to the old man show with Dina, Joe, and Eric. Instead of beating your kids, laugh with them. <laughs> and maybe it'll help you start your day a little bit better. <laughs> and don't forget that every Friday night, that mysterious okay. door shows up here on Podbean. Look for the one with the duck emblem on it. Mm, Club 19. I'll tell you what, it's only once a week. But some things are so sweet, you only need it once a week to shake those bad vibrations off to prepare you for the next one that's coming. So if you're looking for a place to unwind and boogie on down on Friday nights, go see the duck. And let me tell you, his little feathers can twist one of those records. <laughs> well, I think I got all the show plugs, and we've got about two minutes. Center, you got any closing statements before we wrap up for the day, sir? I was actually thinking it's kind of weird we haven't had Eric pop in for a while to do all the show plugs. Oh, I took over show plugs for now. You know, internal conflicts and whatnot. Yet. I, haven't even, I haven't even seen him around since like, I hope he's doing alright and nothing's happening or anything. Oh yeah, he's he's doing wonderful. He's having some microphone problems, but outside of that he's he's uh, happy as can be. He's in other shows. I, uh, I, I don't think he likes me very much anymore, but you know, you win some, you lose some, right? I mean, I don't have anything against him. I think he's an alright guy. I just had to take over show plugs because there's some shows I don't necessarily agree with their content. And that's part of integrity, right? 
is if I don't agree with something, I'm not going to advertise it. Because then my integrity would be questioned. And I'm not about that game. And like I said, it's nothing against Eric. You know, I, I like Eric a lot. I just have to be careful of what shows I do and do not back. And, and uh, you know, I told him he's always welcome here. I've always loved having him at the campfire. Real nice guy. Real nice guy. Very polite normally. But I will uh, let him know that you miss him the next time I see him center for you. I'll let him know. I'll pass on the word. I'll probably know, see him. We seem to have a, a few people now seem to be turning our back on us. Oh, First well, you know, when you, when you uh, don't just kowtow to somebody because you disagree, some people can handle it, some people can't. And, you know, sometimes you... Uh, just go different ways just because you outgrow people or they outgrow you. But until tomorrow, I guess this will be the end of today. So, ladies and gentlemen, while the dark bear and the center are out hunting and the campfire burns low, be careful around camp. If you see a wandering lost soul out there, in the shadows. Don't wander too far from camp to get them. Because when the light is dim, monsters lurk much closer to camp and they hide in that darkness. <laughs>